Thrive, flourish, unleash your buried treasure. This is the Exponentially Empowered Podcast with Joel Bine. Through conscious action and authentic self-connection, empower yourself to write your own script. Welcome back, everyone. It's Joel. I am here with Evan Lee. He is our third Praxis alum that I'll be interviewing. I'm really excited about Evan. I just want to make sure before we get to Evan and, and what he's about, I want to go ahead and give a quick overview again about the Praxis program. Um, I'm not I'm not getting paid by Praxis to say anything. I just love Praxis so much, and I think it represents the message of this podcast quite a bit in terms of authoring your own script, forging your own life, forging your own career, no matter what the, the, the expectation of others might say or the conventional norms of society might say. So again, Praxis is this one-year program. It's an apprentice, apprenticeship program, academically infused apprenticeship program, if you will. So it is six months of an education boot camp and six months of an apprenticeship education boot camp. You're, you're building your portfolio, building your own website, learning to brand yourself. You're doing personal development projects, Focusing on, on different areas of growth, you are doing different curriculum modules such as a history module, economics, philosophy module, and you're, and you're, you're going through a self-growth, self-discovery, professional development process, preparing your mindsets to be placed in the real world, working with a business partner somewhere around the country in the second six months of the program in which you're working with a high-growth startup, you're oftentimes working directly with the CEO and it, it's Praxis is bringing back this, bringing back this apprenticeship model of, of learning by doing and, and throwing yourself into the the deep end and learning how to swim, if you will. And um, it's really exciting. So it's discoverpraxis.com to learn more about that. And it's and it's also the other thing I want to mention is that it's eleven thousand dollars tuition and the apprentice is paid. So almost everyone ends up actually making a little bit more than they pay over the course of the year and they're not they're not accruing that college debt and so it's really freeing young people targeted generally ages 16 to 24 it's really harnessing young people's power to to move forward and not get sort of weighed down and shackled by by the college debt so without further ado here is um our our next interview guest Evan Lee Evan Lee helps young people create habits that give them more value than a degree. Uh, he also is a digital marketer and founder of the Growth Lion Media. Evan, welcome to the show. Hey, Joel. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Evan's got a big smile on his face. He's, he's a smiling kind of guy, so I'm excited about his energy. Uh, can you kind of give us the synopsis of your life mission? What makes you come alive? Yeah, so... I think it's fun to talk about life's mission, especially when we're so young. It's so hard to develop. But I started looking more internally in over the past, I'd say, three years because I had done Praxis the year actually before this one. So Praxis was sort of in the middle of the, the, the journey of my growth. And I had always felt a sort of weirdness with, with my life. I always felt like I was too old but also too young at the same time. And I always wanted to branch out and sort of like inspire other people. 
but I never felt qualified for it. So I was living this sort of double life where I wanted to help people, but I didn't feel like I was ready to do it. Uh, but Praxis uh, it helped me change my mindset and give me the, the confidence to say that, hey, I am an expert in things and I know things that other people don't. And that was one of the biggest lessons for me is that how do I get people to realize that they're better than they think while also staying grounded that like, you know, you're not the best in the game. You have to, you have to be great, but you also have to realize your place and know that, that you have a lot to learn. Uh, one sort of phrase that comes to mind is, uh, dominate humbly, which is a phrase from uh, this brand called Barbell Brigade. It's about, it's a powerlifting, uh, phrase. And what that means is to, really kill it and put a lot of hustle into what you do while also realizing that you're going to mess up and then you're going to mess up a lot, but you got to keep pushing forward. Uh, my new mission that I've found over the past few months actually is that I want to create a world where people are free to communicate with others. I, I don't, I don't, believe that the world has to be as, as lonely as it has to be today. I mean, I just know the statistic that like over 60% of people over 30 experience like extreme loneliness, especially males. And so I want to create a world where that is mitigated or just minimized as much as possible, uh, where we feel like this world is more of than it has ever been. Uh, right now I feel like there's so much just cartooning of people. So like, I feel like people are really just not taking people as people, but as Republicans or Democrats or or homeless people or like rich people. And we're characterizing these people as cartoons and we're not really treating each other as the human beings we are. Right. As the, yeah, the phrase goes, uh, labels are disabling. Yeah, that's it's, yeah. It's so crucial uh, in today's, today, today's climate, I think, to identify we're just human beings. Um, can you, so can you flesh out your sort of history with like when was there a certain moment where you you decided to start start manifesting this sense of autonomy and and personal development and and going against the status quo if you will or like were you always like that as a younger kid or was there a certain moment in high school or in college cuz I know you also you also you do have a, a college degree unlike some of the practice participants was there a certain sort of moment or a period that where you you really started thinking and analyzing these types of things Hmm. I don't know if it was an exact moment, but I remember in high school, I always wanted to be that guy who like, who led other people. So that's what led me to like becoming the, uh, like a student officer. Hmm. Uh, but I was the, I was the one who like knew everyone and I talked to everyone. And that was the goal of me trying to just change the school because there's you know, in high school, there's always like clicks in this and clicks in that. Mm -hmm. So what if I could take it upon myself to be that guy who, who links everyone together? And that was my journey in high school. And even going to college, I knew that I didn't want to sort of stay in the same town. Like I love my town and my parents would have loved me to stay there. But I knew that I had to seek out my own autonomy and be my own person. And the only way I could have done that is to travel for me. My idea was the only way I could do that was to travel across 3000 miles across the United States to California. Um, 
and really have no support, no, no really mm-hmm. things I've known ever. Um, I, I'm trying to think about where that came from in the, the beginning, but it, it's sort of innate, you know? Yeah. Well, the, the traveling across country, that's similar to me. I finished college in, in New York state and then, and then upped it to Santa Fe, New Mexico. I didn't oh, know, wow. I didn't know anyone, uh, that, you know, that, that half of the country really. Um, but like the growth process of just of moving away from the familiar. And, I mean, it's just incredibly enriching to, to, and yeah, and, and a sense of autonomy is almost forced upon you. And it, it's really, um, it can be really a, a great growth, pro- growth process. Um, so, and, and I, I also wanted to mention that, 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 you know, you're, you're inspired to help other people, but I bet you knew, um, you know, consciously or subconsciously that if you're going to inspire other people, you got to first inspire yourself first, you know, lead by example and go, go travel, go, go forge your own path and, you know, become happy, become, become, become alive. And then that's going to, you're going to be that, that fire that, and, and an example for everyone else. Um, and I wanted, and related to that, I, I wanted to quote from your blog brief, briefly, which you've, um, uh, I think a fairly recent post about, the quote is that so many, so many people feel that external influences on their lives impact them. The opinions of parents, their friends, women, men, but by seeking to appease these outside forces, they reduce the chance of being happy with themselves. The more you seek to please other people, the less you're taking your own preferences seriously. So can, can you flesh this out in, in, in terms of how do you forge your own life and, and not give in to these pressures of, of societal expectations? I mean, I don't know if you've heard of the, there's a, there's a study or there's an article called Regrets of the Dying, the top six regrets of the dying. Yeah, yes, so one of those regrets that basically there was this hospice uh, worker who, who, who interacted with, with many people on their deathbeds uh, over 30 years of her career. And she sort of wrote, wrote this article about how the top six regrets of the dying. And one of them is, is, I wish I had the courage to live the life that I wanted rather than what others expected of me. So can you just speak about that topic and how, how do you go about doing that? And what challenges have you faced with that and, and, and whatnot? Yeah. Um, I, I really liked, uh, I was actually learning as I was writing that article, um, about what I thought about all that. And, um, I really think deep down you need, you need to respect the person that you are and giving into other people's demands, even their expectations of you. All it is, is just saying that you're not, your, your opinion is worth a lot less than theirs, which is untrue. And because at the end of the day, you're spending 24 hours a day with yourself. And if, if you can't love yourself, then it's, it's a really rough time. Um, Were there certain times in your life where you had to, you had to, you know, go through difficult challenges with yourself where you were battling expectations? Yeah, especially I think growing up as uh, a young Asian male, uh, growing up in an Asian family, uh, this might be particular to, to, to people who, look like me, but there's a lot of expectations to generally succeed, uh, <laughs> to be somewhat multi-talented, you know, maybe in music or sports. And 
you're generally supposed to support the family, you know, live at home, save money, be like sort of frugal. Uh, I was almost, I was, I was some of those things. I lived, I lived like that when I was in high school mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I was, you know, class treasurer, uh, multi-sport athlete. And I was like ranked at the top 5% of my class. And like, I knew I was doing these things for some reason. Uh, that reason was for my own, like I, but I didn't know what it was, but like later I realized that that was for my own internalization of like, I knew I wanted to be great, but I just didn't know how to channel that. So I used other people's version of greatness to, uh, to pursue academic greatness. Right. So, but I realized like we're growing up, like there's a lot, you can define your own version of greatness and it doesn't have to be based on a GPA or the number of extracurricular things you do. It evolves from really knowing what kind of change you want to make in this world and, and just taking action, merely, merely like merely doing it. I actually heard this Seth Godin podcast earlier and I, I hope this is related, but, um, there's a lot of, you know how Nike's like slogan is just do it. Yeah. What if we just changed it to, to, to just, just merely do it, merely do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to accept, you got to accept that. Like a lot of people aren't going to like what you do, but a lot of people will actually love you. The more you align with yourself and you you merely do what you want to do i think in the end there's uh just an overall lump sum of benefit over the the negatives because when you just fake who you are and you just pretend to be someone else to appease other people then you just you don't show your real self and people won't love you for who you are they're gonna love you for who you're you're trying to make them seem who you are if that logic makes sense you know yeah, it reminds me of that. Well, I guess it's attributed to Dr. Seuss, but it's that quote that, you know, be yourself because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. You know, Absolutely. I, 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 it's probably one of those quotes that's not actually to Dr. Seuss, but it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. People are just, you have that people will learn to love the version that you are. And if your version is, is a fake version of yourself, then it's going to, it's going to mess up with you too. You also have that cognitive uh, dissonance where like you're living a double life. I think this is one of the worst things for young people to do is living a double life of, I want to be this, but I'm not living like this. Oh yeah. every, Every action you take is contrary to this. And you don't know who you are anymore. You start to lose, lose, lose your idea of who you are. Yeah, well, I like that. Well, first of all, I can definitely identify with that that concept of the of double life, and um, but I like the I like the just merely do it because it just it, it it makes it a little easier. Just be imperfect and go towards things and go even even if it's uncomfortable. Because oftentimes, you know, when you say you know be yourself, those who mind don't matter. Those who matter don't mind. I mean, it's always it's it's one of those things where it sounds it's probably easier said than done. But also, the more you just merely do it, the more you just be yourself. Even if it's like, if it's uncomfortable at first, the more you kind of do that kind of thing, then you become better at it. You become more better at being yourself. <laughs> it's just like any other skill. You can just become more comfortable with 
being, you know, leading in, leaning into that discomfort to quote, quote, Brene Brown, um, just being exposing those the little imperfections of yourself and, and knowing that, you know, you, you, you belong, even if you have quirks and even if you have different beliefs or, you know, you're, you're sort of worthy of existence intrinsically and you should celebrate your individuality. Cause that's, you know, at, at the end of the day, when you're on that deathbed, you know, it's like, are you going to, or will you have lived the fullest version of yourself? You know, the fullest, um, that's, that's such good, it's good, good stuff. I want to, I'm curious about how maybe Praxis maybe has influenced you in this realm. I know you're into personal development and overall, um, I'm curious about your Praxis experience and specifically maybe some of your, your advising sessions or obviously the whole thing was, was a growth experience, I'm sure. But, um, was there a certain experience or memorable moment or conversation you have with TK Coleman or anything within that, that, that one year experience that, that really shifted your perspective? Mm. I'm trying to think back right now. Yes. Overall, it was a great experience. Uh, when I say great, I don't, I don't mention all the, the pain and the hardships I had to go through, <laughs> but it, it was overall just such a, like a huge mindset shift, I think, which is really hard to teach. I think in school it's like, cause when you have normal schooling, you have uh, a certain mindset set of expectations of what the world is like. And then when you go into the real world, all that stuff is thrown out. And yeah. Praxis just helped me realize how much more uh, capable I am of succeeding in the real world, not treating myself like a child. Like that's something else I, I really think is like harmful to people, uh, just treating themselves. You should always treat yourself as a student of the game. But whenever you call yourself a student and you sort of lower yourself on the totem pole of, of a social situation and people won't take you less seriously. And you, you start to take yourself less seriously because mm. you're AKA just student. Uh, so what Praxis did was like, that was the biggest mindset for mindset shift for me is taking myself more seriously. This goes back to autonomy, like taking my own ideas more seriously and, and becoming the person I want to be and being an active agent in that, like not letting people decide for me what, what is the right thing, but just going for it, just merely doing it. The practice talks a lot about the permission-based mindset and that's, you know, that's a school-based mindset of, you know, can I, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> can I do this project that I'm interested in? Um, that's been like huge for me and, and, you know, consuming the practice, practice content. And that's been a huge reason I started this podcast. Like, Hey, you know, there's actually, I don't need permission to start this podcast. I can just go do things that I'm curious to do. You know, there's, there's no, uh, certification required for podcasting and, uh, was there a certain project that that was catalyzed by sort of um, growing the the non permission based mindset during praxis, or did you did you sort of did you have that going in, or you were you catalyzed um, with with the praxis community? No, I felt like I always I always had this sort of uh, okay. active like I can do that type of stuff mindset. But um, the thing with like the fact that you started your own podcast without permission, like no one told you to do this. That's when you realize that 
oh, snap, people actually make things and no one told them to do that. And they become huge or, or not. But, you know, it's the fact that someone took action that, that is way more impressive than the person who just like, oh, yeah, they should really make a better movie. Like, yeah, like there's a lot of people who talked and then there's people who do. Like, one thing is that when I was asked uh, by you to do the show, like, you just sent an email to me, and in my head, it was still, like, a big deal. Like, this guy is taking action and, and asking me to be on his show, and that, like, that, that got me a little nervous, because, like, uh, <laughs> talking publicly is always, is always uh, a little nerve-wracking for me. But you didn't have to have any clout whatsoever you just just by asking me and like with a really nice email you gave me a good impression of who you are you showed that you're an action taker and that's it yeah, like well, no background needed you know yeah i appreciate that it just um yeah and, and it's it's not something that's easy to do you know to to kind of go through that barrier of having no um you know we had maybe a couple of mutual friends on online but just like contacting someone out of the blue. But I think, and I think people feel like they, again, they need permission for that type of action. It's like, Oh, well, I'm not supposed to do that. I need to have, you know, met this person, uh, and some other at a conference first. And then I can, then I can use my network. It's like, no, well, you can just like do things, uh, just go show up. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not always, it's nerve wracking. You mentioned it's nerve wracking for you. Yeah. It's not, it's nerve wracking for, for me too. And it's like, it's, it's like that sense of discomfort. It's a sense of, of putting yourself out there. But it's like that's you know going towards those obstacles is is the catalyst for for collecting on the fruits um, that are behind those obstacles. Um, and so this actually reminds me of, of something I've been thinking about. We're going to change gears a little bit, but it it, it reminds me of this idea of well, I, I want to talk about watching the news. So do you? Like, I don't know if you watch the news and your 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 uh, opinion on watching the news and how you spend time, how you spend you know, how you spend free time, because everyone has free time, whatever that means, you know, everyone has responsibilities throughout their days and weeks. And then they have hours that they can kind of decide how they're going to use those hours. And oftentimes, a good hour of that day maybe is is consuming news. And oftentimes, that really means the bad news. Um, and that can have that can be that can get you in not the best of moods. And but I, but people, I think there's this assumption that I need to know what's going on in order to be like somehow empathetic or sympathetic with with my uh, my fellow human who's going through these tough times. I need to stay connected to that. But what's the flip side of that? Where you say I'm actually going to consciously not watch the news so that I can be a doer, so that I can take action and not and not wait for permission and go do something that's actually going to be something that an investment in myself, an investment in the world in a creation type of way. Um, Cause I think a lot of people think they need to watch the news. Um, and then that, that, that's like one of the, and then they get, they get depressed about it and then they are like, and then they, then they get a defeatist attitude. So obviously your, your role is inspiring people. One thing you do is inspiring people to, to uh, you know, create their own habits and, and and make the most of their life. So, what, what's your take on this? You watch the news? Uh, not a lot, or if any at all. 
See, yeah, I, I pretty much stopped watching the news after I had gone through a sort of political phase. I think in uh, sort of the eve of my high school senior year to uh, the freshman year in college. Hmm. It's just the more I watched it, the more I realized exactly what you said. It's just it's all negative. Um, I don't really get anything out of it. Like I now that I know stuff, there's nothing I can really do about it. So it's like it's a monumental effort that that won't really change things. And I just didn't like I had other things in my life that I wanted to put more focus on that I wasn't doing because I was spending 30 minutes watching Stephen Colbert or something. And it it just became more of a distraction towards towards doing the things be, towards becoming the change I wanted to see in the world. Uh, so instead of play devil's advocate. It wasn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, it, it just it wasn't healthy for me. Um, if your interest is in the sort of political sphere and making change through that way, that's that's a different kind of process that you have to go through. I like the more instantaneous process of being able to change my life and change others around me, which is why I stopped watching the news. Yeah, so to, I think to play devil's advocate, what, what, if someone said that's, you know, that's, that's self-indulgent, Evan, you see, that's... That's you just care about about having your own happy life, but there's all these people who are suffering, and you don't really even want to think about them. Like you, you obviously don't care about about people who are going through who are suffering. You just want to have this maximum possible happiness, and maybe affect some other people around you. But um, you know, you you should really try to you know be be a little more conscious of your fellow man. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, when I, when I, when I say don't watch the news, I don't advocate that you don't, you stop becoming a citizen of your society or the world. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's fine. It's great to know that like what's happening, uh, just generally overall, but it doesn't need to rule your life. It's like, you don't need every, you don't need to know everything Trump said on Twitter. You don't need to know the like arguments happening in Congress. They need to do their job, and you need to do yours. Um, and I think most people's jobs is to find out what their purpose is and who they are. And so when you ever you just distract yourself with like political reality TV, essentially, it's like it's just like watching the Kardashians. You're just taking a back seat and you're being an observer rather than an instigator of your 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 TV show, which is the most important TV show. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you it actually create your own life. I think it actually is better. Like that's sort of my the thesis of the podcast is like it's actually you're actually treating indirectly maybe and over the long term maybe you're actually treating your fellow man and creating uh, a healthier world, you know, and the grander scheme of things. You're actually doing a better job of that mission by focusing on yourself, by focusing on what's within your first sphere of control, by investing in in self work right, and personal development and how can you get in touch with what makes you come alive and that's going to have a ripple effect on your on your not just like not just your immediate surroundings but the, but to generations in the future right because when you affect people in your surroundings then that's going to affect the rest of their lives and then it's going to affect how they they raise their children perhaps and that's going to you know then that's going to create a healthier world over the long long game if you if you really want to take a long-term perspective yeah, I know. I totally agree with that. There's, there's that saying that's like, 
you can't help other people until you help yourself. I really believe in that. You could have a dollar and and try to split it among a hundred people, or you could try to make a hundred dollars and then you know spread out fifty dollars to what like a hundred people. I mean, like maybe that's a bad example, but like you know, we're trying to go for longer term and bigger. And you can't do that if you're always putting yourself down a peg every time you try to help someone. That being said, I really value that there's a lot of small things you could do for people without costing money. And, uh, and that's a way you can also be a citizen of the world without, without having to give all the time and being this, this sort of uh, news-heavy, sort of big impact person. Like You can make a lot of small impacts while focusing on yourself. Absolutely. So just to close out here, what are your, you, you work with, you know, with young people and I mean, you're young yourself, but a little younger than me. Um, but you work with young people and helping them develop, when you say create habits, what, what are like top three habits that you would, that you might, you know, give to the average 17 year old or something like that? 22 um, year old who, who's looking to, to move forward and, and find purpose and, and, and come alive in their life. What are those top three habits? Okay. Um, I'm going to start with one. Uh, this is something I live by and I really believe that always has a net positive impact on your life. It's always tell the truth. Mm. And what that means is even if like you're talking to your parents, like I'll use some real life examples. When I was talking to my parents about my ideas of going to California against their will, like they didn't want me to do that, but I said, this is the reason why I want to do it. Uh, here's why. And if you support me, that's cool. And if you don't, I'm still going to do it anyways. But every time I let them know, I communicate. Being honest is also about, and telling the truth is also about being a really good communicator. You have to let people know what your intentions are all the time. And it helps you build deeper relationships. The worst thing you could do as a young person is to build distrust among anyone you meet. People just don't like people you can't trust. And even if they don't like what you think, the fact that you're honest to them is like, it will override any of the stuff. It's honestly, there's, there's so much you can gain just from being honest about what you feel. Uh, the second thing is, back to that, that Seth Godin quote, but uh, you know, merely do it. Your actions, you're not wasting as much time as you think. And when you're young, you have so much time that you don't realize it. So it's fine to, quote unquote, waste your time doing things that you think might not matter. But the fact that you merely put an effort towards something and strive to do something, even if it's imperfect, such as, you know, going to the gym and having a really bad workout. But the fact that you still went to the gym and had the workout is still, you know, adding one extra like token to your, your bank collection. The more tokens mm -hmm. you get even if they're like really awful, like janky coins, you're going to have a huge pile by the end of the year. And so you need to be okay. I'm learning this right now when I'm, I'm producing YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. It's like, I need to be okay with having a really bad first YouTube video and just building up that collection. Uh, but merely doing it is, uh, in a sense, creating that habit of creating more. And an inverse for my last one is to, just to ask yourself and to stop doing bad habits. Um, 
when you realize that you have a bad habit, the more you do that bad habit, you're reinforcing the fact that you're doing it. So if you know you don't want to do it anymore, you have to build the habit of not doing it or replacing it with something else. And this can be hard to do, but I think through like really intense just realization and self self realization, you'll realize that um, I'm doing something really bad. I'm like I'm, every decision, every little decision I make, that's just like eating a bag of chips. It's not putting me further to my goals. And every time I eat that bag of chips, I'm just building the habit of eating bad chips. Then you start to realize the impact that every action you take matters. Absolutely. And of course, it, 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 it takes time to, 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 to change, to transform and to give yourself, you know, give yourself permission to extend yourself grace. I think it's important in all that too. I love what mm-hmm. you said. I mean, it's inspiring me. Just this is a, this is the selfish reason I'm doing this podcast to, to, to talk to people like you to to give me these types of reminders about. Uh, I love I love the first habit um, about being honest and 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 communicating really intentionally and maybe even over communicating. Um, yeah. yeah, I just I just what would just add. I mean, it, it's such good stuff. But also adding Wait, that can it, I add it a takes, fourth one it takes time. Uh, you... Oh, go for it. <laughs> Yeah, I think you just uh, you just got something in my head. Uh, really, forgiveness and yeah. empathy so important. Like, not only just to other people, but to yourself. Uh, I'm starting to realize that how it. I have such high expectations of myself, and and maybe some of your listeners have the same high expectations of wanting to be great. But you can't let that. You can't let that just hurt you. You have to be forget, like forgiving with your own self and realizing that you're not perfect, that he isn't perfect, that she isn't perfect, and that you, can, you can't make people these ideals because they make mistakes too. And so if your roommate doesn't take off the garbage one day, that's fine. It's like, and, you, and you're the person who takes the garbage. You're, like, you're kind of the person who takes the garbage out every week and you're like, why doesn't he just realize how, how bad he is? It's... People are in different places of their journey, and you also need to be telling the truth, but also yeah. be forgiving of them and just realizing that they're in different parts of their journey, and you can't expect things of others in a like professional context, uh, friendship context, relationship context. You just need to accept that people are imperfect, and and that's why also you should be really sympathetic towards yourself and empathetic towards yourself. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and that, you know, then that, that's going to extend towards others. The more you do it towards yourself, the more it's going to extend towards others. Um, such good stuff. Evan Lee, his website is the That's T H E E V A N L E.com. He's got, he's got a blog that he, he blogs regularly there. Lots of inspiring tidbits. So definitely check it out and and go 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 consume his blog for an hour a day instead of watching your news. How about that? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, one principle I, I came up with is uh, I want you to for your audience to try to have a block of time where you create as much as you consume. So my one 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 uh, create and consume block. You know, read for thirty minutes and then create something in thirty minutes. And that's going to shift your mindset into stop being just a consumer of things 
because content is great. There's plenty of it online, but creating it is going to really change how you act and think of your own self, your own confidence as a person. So good. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to, it's going to resonate. It's going to, you're going to understand it better. Just like if you, if you teach somebody to do something, then you learn it better yourself. If you go and create something that you've, cons- you know, based on what you've consumed, then that's going, the information is going to integrate into your mind better and you can articulate it better. So anything else you want to plug there? Anything else you want to add there at the end of it? No, uh, that's all good. Uh, you can find me online at the Evan Lee for most things, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'll probably show up on Facebook when you do that too. But uh, thanks, Joel. It's been it's been awesome. All right, thanks so much, Evan.